Hey, zookeepers, there's no easy way to say this, but this week we watched The Pest. So that means you should watch The Pest. I dare you. I seriously dare you to do it. Anyways, as always, rate and review our podcast if you're loving Podzuki on the iTunes, on Zune, on Vinyl, wherever you can find it. Give it five stars. Give it a five up. You know, we appreciate it. And then you can always email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com, and we will read whatever you send into that crazy inbox of ours. Once again, that's podzukipodcast at gmail.com. Send in some stuff. Review our stuff. We'll read whatever you review. We'll read whatever you send in the email. We need the tension so bad. Oh, my God, we're so lonely. We watch the pest, and we all feel hurt. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all to the beat. I was at least. Let me grab my notes. My stack of notes for this fucking film. Oh, over, Thanks, over uh, break, my mother really wanted me and my brother to watch some, like, like true crimes, like reenactment sort of thing, because it was apparently involved this couple that we used to know. Oh. Like I, I was a little bit too young, but uh, the mother apparently used to babysit us. But the uh, father had an affair, and the woman was like jealous and wanted the thought that if the wife was gone, he would be with her. So she mm. put out a hit on the wife. Oh my um, god! Yeah, classic love story yeah tale as old as time song as old as rhyme <laughs> adultery and the and adultery and the murder no beauty and the crime okay that's that works the deceased, but oh that's better Ooh. okay like you know what I, I was texting somebody the other day and you know like you up when you're texting <laughs> you know when you're texting something and you're like then you realize, like, most of the way through, like, this is fucking stupid. I don't want to send this to the person. But well, that's, then, that's every text I make. All of them. Yeah, but then when you're talking to someone, and you can be telling a story, and you realize, like, this is fucking stupid. Nobody cares, but you're still in it. You can't just, like, I'm sorry, this is really boring. That's called yeah. anxiety, friend. Yeah. I have okay. that 100% of the time. Well, texting is like, that, texting's like you can pose that a, makes you pose so a letter. <laughs> oh, time. This is Everything cra- makes so much sense now. <laughs> this is crazy. I realize what's causing some of our interference. You gotta get the cell phones away from the mic. Oh, oh technology! Technology! Future. I know. Uh, I, we had this issue where like it's popping up every few episodes, and then I realized it was cell phones that were causing it. What if Maybe it's all the these nine volt batteries? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not volt batteries. Are these for a reason? Why nope. are there so many? Don't don't give it away. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a surprise. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Fine. Just three white men in a basement with you threatening with batteries. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the one and only Godzilla Christian Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. <laughs> I'm one of your co-hosts, innocent of all crimes, Brandon Kirkman. And I'm not your co-host, Julie America. Oh. Tonight I am. Yeah, you're a guest. Uh, yeah. Guest host. I'll be a guest, guest host. host. You're technically the most important person on the podcast right now. Alright, zip. Okay. <laughs> you did, you did. Zap, it. somebody has to. You can't let so, it down. Oh, they did it at home. <laughs> you we fucking did, we, virgin nerds. We, we did zoof, not, not zip, zap, zap. 
Wait, are you serious? Did you, did you just out hipster the worst game? <laughs> <laughs> We're too cool for Zoop. <laughs> no, I'm just saying when I was doing improv, that's just. We did that game, not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> we did Zip Zap Zoop. <laughs> yeah, I went to the IQ Improv Theater. You may have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Tina Frey went there. <laughs> uh, it was called Happy Gas, and it's only the oldest improv group in all of Kentucky. <laughs> this has come up in two podcasts in a row now. Yeah. Asterisk College Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everyone in that improv troupe <laughs> is dead now. Yeah, how old are they as an improv troupe? I really don't know. That's just something that we would always say. I assumed it was true, because like, oh. who keeps records on that shit? I'm, I'm going to say oldest improv troupe of Kentucky, 2017. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> oldest surviving improv troupe? Yeah. I mean, it's, def- it's definitely older than that, because I, like, I was, I'd left by 2011. I know, I was trying to do a bad bit. <laughs> oh, bad bit, good bit. We'll get to that later. <laughs> well, there's a... So, we watched... The Past. Oh my god. Starring John Leguizamo, and I think it's kind of life-changing to me. Like, this is it's, one of my new favorites. It, I I can't give away what I'm going to say, but it. first off, stop the episode right now. Go to google.com, type in The Pest to rent, and on YouTube, you can pay $3.99, or if you go to Amazon Prime, you can pay $2.99 to rent The Pest. Watch it. Or, if you know German, it's streaming for free on YouTube. <laughs> but no, seriously, you pause it and go watch the pest. You said you did commit a crime earlier, but now you're committing a crime by making <laughs> all of these people in this movie. Okay, so unpause. You've watched the pest. Welcome to your new friends. I, I'm not going to say I enjoyed the pest, but I want to see it again, and I want to show it to people. I want to show the pest to everyone. <laughs> Uh, there's, Ugh. I'm, I, when, okay, so, we joked, we had Kevin Potis on last, Potis, why I say it like that? We had Kevin Potis on last week, it was a fun episode, but we showed him the pest intro, it was a joke, and then Luke was like, guys, guess what, I've been thinking about the pest intro all week, I bought the pest on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, cool, 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 we, ch- we, we type back, let's watch the pest. Yeah, I, d- I didn't want to buy it, but I couldn't find anywhere to get it for free that would work with my limited computer skills so i just bought a dvd that has six other movies on it i think let's go through them you have the cable guy the cable guy which is great beverly hills ninja also pretty funny so i married an axe murderer decent mixed nuts don't know yeah it's some movie starring steve martin yeah uh, I feel like there's one more. The pest, and then the pest again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was saying earlier, I was really hoping there was a copy of this DVD out there where it's just six versions of the pest. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have bought that probably. If it probably would have been cheaper. <laughs> it was only it was only nine bucks what I spent. But right. it was probably only worth four bucks, if I'm being honest. Well, hey, the price is I just gonna... had to watch this movie. Price is going to shoot up now that all these zook heads know the pest is so insane. I think we could say we're all a bunch of pest heads. I don't know if I'm going to claim that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Julie, what's your history with John Leguizamo? Um, I love Chef, the movie Chef. It's a good movie. That's all I got. Yeah. That's about the extent of my Leguizamo history. He, he, was, he was Luigi. 
in the Super Mario Brothers, which I think well, is... Well, and this was four years after the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. 1997. Like I was saying, when we watched this, I thought this was like a 93, 94 film, for sure. It feels that way. It yeah. does. I feel like I should have seen that movie first. Oh. <laughs> we can watch the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is a it's, good movie. It's, I, would, it's I will argue it's it, a good movie. It's got, it's got kaiju in it. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's... It's probably on par with, like, entertainment, like, how I would much I enjoy watching it with this movie. Guys, are we going to do the John Leguizamo films in a row now? <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know what we're watching next time now. Chef? Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. The kaiju is hunger. <laughs> um, we should explain. So the podcast, we watch kaiju movies, which are uh, a Japanese saying for a giant weird monster. And the giant weird monster of this film was John Leguizamo. <laughs> and casting choices. Ugh. And writing choices. Well, racism. <laughs> and racism. so problematic. I'm going to add racism to the kaiju list, actually. Have we ever discussed if, like, uh, Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck are kaijus? Because that's what they're trying to embody in this movie. He's supposed to be a cartoon character, but that doesn't really translate when you're doing, like, a live action thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although it might have worked better if like he seemed to give a, a shit about anyone. Okay. Yeah. Other than himself. It gives you like a like a like a reverse uh Sudden Valley type of thing. Or a reverse cowgirls. <laughs> <laughs> reverse uncanny valley, not reverse, <laughs> reverse cowgirl uncanny valley. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. the Okay, listen. You've all watched the pests. Let's get into it. Intro. <laughs> Cut to. Beautiful shots. Miami. Daytime. People enjoying their lives. Walking about. Star wipe. We're inside of a Latinx's home. That's right. I'm woke. <laughs> this movie wasn't <laughs> This movie was not. And they're all waiting. Oh, we gotta get in this bathroom. Somebody's taking all the time. He's got uh, two brothers <laughs> and a sister... And a mom and a dad, and was there a grandpa? Uh, okay, with them? listen, not a mom. We got a MILF. Oh, no. <laughs> we got a MILF on our hands. I, what about a MILF? A MILF. A MILF. A mom. A MILF. A mom MILF? A mom I would find. <laughs> MILF, then. A MILF. MILF. What are we mom doing? Mom I would fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay. So, as you've heard us talk about before, the pest intro is an honest five minutes of him singing a song about himself inside of a shower, hitting every racist stereotype you can think of. So many farts. So yeah. many farts. So he becomes farts. a fart Dracula at one point. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Even if you haven't watched the movie and you don't want to watch the movie, watch the intro. Yeah. yeah Do yourself that somewhere. favor. Type in the pest 1080p <laughs> intro. It will pop up, and you'll do yourself a flavor. Now, here's the thing. It says it's, like, five minutes long. It feels like it's 75 minutes long. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that is, basically, the intro is the whole film. Yes. It's an amuse-bouche of the pest. It doesn't do a very good job of, like, breaking into act. No. Like, it's got that he... It opens up with him singing a song about how he's a scam artist. Yeah. He scams people out of money. That's mm -hmm. that's our hero. He makes he does a lot of hard work to make the Song of the South seem progressive during this. 
And then they cut to him getting out and getting all ready after he's done with this, this shower song to his family having lunch together, which is a nice yeah. little quaint moment. That's mm. nice. Yeah, and he's got, like, his older brother who is, like, wearing spenders and has a briefcase, so he must work at a bank or something, and he's the... It's kind of like a prodigal son. Yeah. I think, almost. Is the pest the prodigal son? <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but the his brother is definitely the... Other brother from the prodigal son. Yeah. Mm. You know, okay, this is a weird tangent I want to go down here. As a kid growing up in the church in a very religious family, what do you learn from the prodigal son? Because basically he goes out, he parties like a motherfucker, <laughs> has a great time, his other upstanding brother's like, look at you, you idiot, and then his dad's like, no, I forgive you. It's okay. And then he's yeah. like, cool, dad. Yeah, you learn, you learn party while you can. Sling that dick. <laughs> a jackass who keeps the faith is better than... A virtuous person who doesn't. Yeah. A bad message for Christianity. It was a terrible message. (laughs) I like it when God kept it simple. Kill your son for me. (laughs) Simple. Is that. That's it. Those are the words of my God. But anyway... Oh, God, I hope my mom does not listen to this one. At the breakfast table, they (laughs) mention that his mother's birthday is going to come up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the entire movie could have been saved if it was like he wasn't trying to repay the Scottish Mafia... The money he owed, he was just trying to get a great gift for his mother. Oh, okay, yeah, if he did something he could care about. Yeah, it did something where like shows that he's not just out for himself. We've mm-hmm. discussed this during the film, but the pest, or if you want to know his full name, which is Pesterio, <laughs> he's the villain of the film, for sure. He like really is. he's he's such a terrible character. He's so selfish. He's just so annoying. He's a He's a pest. I'm going to be honest. There are several villains in this film. Yeah. Um, his writing is is one of the major ones. <laughs> yeah. Which I still don't... Martin realized we left the heater on. <laughs> we might have been drinking and doing other things before this. I'll be honest. You can't go into the pest sober. I want to stress that. Yeah. Do not go into this film sober. If you're straight edge, do transcendental meditation before you watch this film. Something. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, we're still at his breakfast table, right? Yeah, oh my god. Oh, no. oh we're oh, working wow. through it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, we'll see how far we get. All right. <laughs> I, I should say, too, before we get too much further as well, uh, Julie texted me, do I need to know anything about this film? And I said, no. <laughs> no, just come in. No education on this and see what happens. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I know so, so much about it. My watch the whole thing mouth agape. So yeah. I feel like <laughs> I'm prepared. I feel, I feel like... It'd be like a cartoon with your mouth agape and a fly would fall into your mouth, but its mouth would also be agape and just get stuck in there too. Just being like, what is going on? Like this We're is both in- just stunned <laughs> watching this movie together. The fly would be like, this is insulting to fly somehow too. I don't know how, but... <laughs> They'd go back and make sure they insulted flies. Yeah. There was a dance break coming up real soon. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. were a couple of them early on. So... Yeah, he says to his mom, okay, well, I have to go get you a present, let's dance. Which, like, okay, let's have some fun film. Yeah, yeah. they play a little disco music. Oh. And then, like, it becomes intimate in well, a yeah, disturbing he, like, way. He dips yeah. her, and, like, he's close for a kiss, and then he's like, Mom! Ew! Drops and drops her. her. Yeah. She's like an old woman that could actually hurt her. It did hurt her, and he left <laughs> yeah. her there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like, he's the one who asked her up to dance. So why was he weirded out yeah. that when he dipped her his mother was the one at the end of his arms and he's, he's ashamed of his own Oedipus complex like that's a, that's a classic thing right that's Freudian it's, 
Yeah, it's pretty Midwestern so we're, complex, yeah. too. We're five minutes in the film. We know that he wants to have sex with his mother and will drop her on the floor to harm her. <laughs> and his mother probably wants to have sex with him. That's probably the bigger problem. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. That she was, she was clearly, in any scene she was in, the enabler of Pistario's shitty behavior. Mm-hmm. Or the pest, if you will. And his, and, and his friends seem to be pretty enabler, too. Yeah. yeah. Let's get to that. He goes yeah. outside, and he, he gets together with his two friends, Chubby. His, his... Well, it, it, before that is when he passes by the schoolyard. Oh, that's right. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have like a little journey to show you the traits of our hero. And this is one of the few like kind of noble things he does, even though he's doing it for selfish reasons. Like he walks he get... by, yeah. After talking with uh, his his local father, uh, you know, his his pastor, if you will, yeah. of the Catholic Church, he sees a. a we'll say husky child being picked on by these two mean kids, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna help this kid out. So they, they, I guess they take teams and make a bet on their lunches that they'll win. And mm-hmm. apparently it's a two-point basketball game. Yeah, I know. He's like, yeah. first shot does it, no fouls, no any of this. Stuff. Yeah, which who would agree to that? Um, there's Children. one funny line of, like, they refer to him as a fat loser. And the kid says, well, I am overweight and I always lose. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this poor kid. He's very really like, yeah, because I'm fat and I always never win. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like he realizes he's got, yeah, these guys are assholes. I'm who yeah. I am. I mean, if you'd put, like, a little, like, goatee and ring of red hair around him it would have been louis ck that's true <laughs> yeah well let's not go down that path right now. <laughs> <laughs> i like this kid so yeah. let's keep the one hero yeah the one here well there's two heroes <laughs> this film we get very few yeah i'm gonna say there are three. Oh, is the third one jesus yeah yeah but yeah so then he meets up with his friends who he's going to they're going to go to some festival some kind of parade or something that seems to be happening in order to it's just a giant like dance choreography scene going on. There's a yeah, lot of dance yeah. choreography in this film. Yeah, and, early on they really lean in hard to the choreo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's his scam is just like a three card monte essentially, or like cups and balls. Yeah, it's cups it's and like, balls. Yeah, but he's and, pretending to be blind, man. Yeah, he's doing it. Oh, yeah, so of bad. It too. Like he's not even good at pulling scams. He had to get a little sign to put around his neck that says. I am blind. He's not even wearing like the right kind of like dark sunglasses of blind. He's just he has regular like plastic sunglasses. The Oakleys that he was wearing no matter what. Plus people in that neighborhood know him. Yeah. He sees people he knows at this thing. Before he goes to do the scam, he talks to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. he, a guy with a fucking soccer ball kicks it at him and he catches it and he's like he doesn't even have the wherewithal to not like directly call the guy out and I know that's part of the joke but it's still so frustrating it is very frustrating he couldn't even said like book of Eli and then like made clicking noises but no he didn't that's a deep cut <laughs> which uh, I think he, I feel like he does do that later in the movie yeah make clicking sounds when he goes to the girlfriend's parents house well yeah. that's well, that's for later but there's let's get, yeah. yeah there's things that come in this film that make me think he is a trickster god not a human <laughs> This is really kind of like biting into a weird sandwich. Like yeah. the first couple bites, it's mostly bread. Mm-hmm. Then you get some meat, and then you hit racism. <laughs> yeah. Hard, like a classic. Yeah. Smoky, <laughs> smoky, salty racism. There's a couple of pockets of racism. <laughs> Large pockets. <laughs> pockets you could put some hands into. <laughs> Not girl paint pockets. These are real pockets. These are real men's pockets. Well, this became very weird oh. and sexist and racist, and just like the movie. Just like the movie on theme. And they mentioned earlier that like uh, he owes a bunch of money to the Scottish Mafia. Okay, so we need to get into the first bit and jingle for this episode, which oh, is yeah. 
good bits versus bad bits. <laughs> Let's skip to the good bit. And I feel like we're gonna... I'm gonna skip ahead. We're gonna skip the usual rating system on this one, and it's gonna be the good bits versus the bad bits that decide if you should see the Criterion Collection version of the best. <laughs> and the first good bit, I want to say, is that first off, Scottish Mafia, which is slightly funny. Yeah. Uh, but they call him up and saying, like, hey, you owe us money. He's like, no, I can't. And they're, like, asking for all these reasons. And he finally says, well, it's Sean Connery's birthday. <laughs> and they all get really excited and start playing, um, why did I forget the name of it? A bagpipe. For, oh. Yeah, bagpipe they play for He's a Jolly Good Fellow because playing Happy Birthday costs a lot of money. Well, yeah. the, guy, the guy on the phone, like, he knows it's not Sean Connery's birthday. But yeah. then all the other people he says it to don't. So he's like, Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday! Yeah. Then they just break into it. Well, did you notice that they were saying Sean Connolly? Because, you know, he's a litigious fellow. Yeah. And he was definitely be like, I gotta watch the pest. <laughs> it's just nice to see him doing something racist against white people for once. Yeah. It was a relief. Yeah. It was like, once again, it's like he's giving us a taste of all of, all of the races and sexes he'll be hitting in this film. But it was yeah. still a punch. Yeah, like, yeah. Martin, we were like, it's still a punch-up, because Sean Connery's great. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was a legitimately good, funny laugh we all had at that point. So that's the first good bit. Uh, the bad bit I wrote right after this was most of the movie. <laughs> and yeah, there are very boring parts and very upsetting parts. <laughs> That's only one way it, to it's, put it. It's so unfortunate that the movie's so racist because, like, I guess, like, a good chunk of the cast are, like, Latinos. Latinos. Like, you got Jer Jeffrey Jones, but yeah. you got John Leguizamo and his... Two buddies and his girlfriend. Chubby and Ninja. And, and then his girlfriend, Xantha. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there, there's just a couple of scenes where like, they try and, like, when they fight against those dudes outside the Paris club. Yeah. And, like, you can't talk about racism being shitty and then immediately go into an Asian caricature. Yeah. yeah. So we should explain that, too. Uh, the people notice he's blind, or notice that he's not blind, I should say. And the Scottish Mafia comes to collect their money. So he runs into a Chinese kitchen to escape. And oh boy. <laughs> but he worked there, right? Like, that was his uniform? He got yeah. the job, yeah. It, so it, he must have pretended to be Chinese it, to get the job. It had his nickname on it, Pest. Yeah. Which is not a joke. That was true. Yeah. And now if you're saying to yourself, how racist is this? Is this like Breakfast at Tiffany's racism? No, that's more subtle than this scene is. <laughs> he had a wig. He had an accent. Mm -hmm. He did it all. I did think, he like, covered it all. his boss, yeah. his, his Chinese boss screamed at you, I should fire you for being so racist, and that's when we saw our second hero of the film. <laughs> well, I, I kind of laughed when he's like, why don't I understand your Chinese? Yeah, and he says southern dialect, which, okay, yeah. that... He's like, I'm also from the south, like, I'm from the far, far south. <laughs> that would have been a decent joke of all the racism before it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. But it is still kind of funny. Well, he's doing the Asian voice, and then, like, his uh, boss is like, I'm going to fire you. Yeah. Then he immediately stops doing the Asian voice, and is like, like, oh, give me another chance. Yeah. I can't lose this job. My grandmother's sick, and just saying all sorts and of lies. And that's where we see uh, another side of this film that I wasn't ready for, of just pure insanity of trying to explain what's going on. Because then he sees a, a dead duck... They've got a bunch of roasted ducks right. it's like a Chinese restaurant. Right, which makes sense. But then he starts crying it like it was his pet duck. But everybody gets on board for this bit. Like, right away. Immediately. Yeah. They're like, yeah. how could you do this to this poor man's duck? And it, I can't believe this. Well, also, they played in the way to where, like, the chef just went out and found some ducks. 
yeah. to yeah. kill that day. Like, they didn't come on a truck. You know what, that's which a is the way that restaurants usually get ducks. That's a pretty cool chef. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> 1997. It's the first farm-to-table restaurant. He was like the, the proto-hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got people who eat this duck, I'm going to be able to tell them exactly where it came from. <laughs> the pest backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, at this point, he's given a delivery to go drop off, and that's where I guess we're introduced to, I'm going to put in very heavy quotation marks, the villain of this film. Well, yeah, we we saw the them earlier. The digital them. villain. The saw, one of many villains. We saw them a couple of times earlier. It was uh, Mr. Shank. Yeah, Gu- Gu- Gustav Shank. Gustav Shank, played by Jeffrey Jones, yeah. who is the pedophile principal from... Hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So let's go into that real quick. That joke there is good on two levels, because he was the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The second part is, you're saying to yourself, why well, haven't seen a Jeffrey Jones in a lot of films after that? Because he got caught with tons and tons of child pornography. <laughs> There's your answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say, he's definitely a villain of this film, but he's more of a hero than the pest is. Yes. I mean, you hate the pest so much. Exactly. So you want to support anyone who's going to end the pest. Yeah, but it's kind of like a case of mistaken identity. Like, he wanted some other dude to be abducted. Like, this movie's based off of the most dangerous game. He's still abducting people to kill him. We can... Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, definitely. It's still a villainous thing, but also I don't know. He does it so clumsily and so poorly because apparently he's done this before. Oh yeah, but he's still like vaguely pointing in directions, like, "Hey, I want that guy," and then he's like, "Here, look through these binoculars and get that guy." Yeah. Yeah. And here's another challenge too: if you shook me awake in the middle of the night and you said, "Brandon, you shouldn't kill people," I still be like, "No, of course not." (laughs) Well, but if you shook me awake in the middle of the night, it's like you should kill the pest. I'd be like. Uh, I gotta think about this. <laughs> yeah, well, when they were picking the dude out at the festival, that's why I said, like, that dude's white, right? Because yeah. later on they say, like, I want this muscular Latino. I was like, but that was a white guy. Yeah. He was wearing, like, a Puerto Rican flag necklace, but he was totally a white guy. Yeah. Well, I think as this movie is established, if you just put on tchotchkes or costume pieces of another race, yeah. you're that race. Yeah, and let's look at the more insane aspect of this, too. They're filming this in Miami, and they're saying to themselves, like, oh, we gotta get a guy for the scene, but we can't find any Latinx people anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, that's a casting error. Yeah, that is sure. a huge <laughs> casting error. <laughs> and not a statement on it. Yeah, yeah that was a favor of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but finally... He was just too handsome to ever get hat cast. Yeah. In anything. Uh, Shank decides, and his servant, they literally never give him a name. His name is just the servant of Shank's. Uh, they decide, like, okay, well, we're just going to hunt this guy, but let's put him through a few endurance tests. Which is where we're also treated the first uh, aspect of this film of, let's just have as much vomit and doo-doo as we can. Because <laughs> yeah. they spin him on a table, he throws up. Great. Good job, film. Yep. And then here's where we go back to another good bit, which is they have him play tennis, and he just keeps getting hit with balls. Right in the face. Yeah. Right in the oh, face. Yeah. And that's when we realize it is funny, because we hate this character so much. Anytime he's being punched, hit, or falling down, we're definitely enjoying that. That yeah. is a good the part. The was good, too. And oh, this yeah. part was a good Foley bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's real good, because anytime there's a ball like shot at him, he just gets right front and center to get hit in the face with it again. Mm-hmm. And it felt so good to watch. It really did. Yeah, Pass just moved to the side a little bit. So. Yeah. He didn't even try. He couldn't even try. And I, I made this joke earlier, but I have to do it again. We looked it up on IMDb, and we found out the Foley artist for this film was Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> the, Ain't I a stinker? It is that level of anytime something silly happens, just like... Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, you got it. 
You know what? This is funny you brought that up, Juliet. I don't think there's one boner sound effect in this film. There wasn't. I was I was waiting for it. No, this is a good clean family movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that family has syphilis. <laughs> oh, that's right. What? Oh, that's later. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> later. Uh, so we finally get to. I guess it's like they don't even go to this aspect because there's so many things in this film they don't explain, but they oh. go to. Uh, Shanks's private island where yeah, he hunts well, people. Yeah, well, they, yeah, the trick they're pulling on him is that, like, oh, we have a scholarship for ethnic students to go to college, and it's just to be the exact same amount that Pest needs to pay off the Scottish Mafia. Mm. So they get him to sign a contract saying that it's okay if they murder him. Yeah. Which, like, the, he gets arrested for it later in the movie, so it's like, what's the point of getting somebody to sign a contract? Just abduct him and kill him. Yeah, and probably the only realistic part of this film, because even if you made a contract that said, I get to kill you, I'm pretty sure the police would find that and be like, you're going to jail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry, dude. It's probably evidence that yeah. you're, you killed the dude. Um, this maybe, is maybe also... Like a power thing. I don't know. Probably, would, that's what gets him hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's like, I'm still morally he's clear. I'm doing this. He's clearly got enough money to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking it's a thing that rich people can do. Because yeah. they can do anything. They literally can do anything as we found out living in modern society. <laughs> yeah. If they made this movie now, he wouldn't have been German. He would have been American. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. That was the only thing I actually believed in this movie. That was the only thing that was like <laughs> con- continuous through the whole thing. You're like, yeah, it checks out. The rich guy. Yeah. Uh, this is also where we're introduced to possibly the only other hero in this film, which is Himmel, which is Shanks' son. Mm-hmm. Himmel is my favorite character in the movie. Himmel yeah. is great. Okay. Yeah. He was raised by his abusive father. He, jo- he just wants to be a hairdresser and express himself, and everyone's being such a jerk to him in this film. Oh, and he wants to fuck snakes. Let's yeah. be real. And he wants to fuck snakes. <laughs> I mean, like he's like not a dude you want to be around. Or like, he's the he, dude you want to be. He was raised by a, he, he was raised by an asshole. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like an asshole himself. He's definitely way nicer than his dad because yeah. he's even like, Dad, I don't want to hurt, hunt people. I think it's wrong. Yeah, but he's, then he still hunts. He's them. the yeah. only moral voice of this movie. That's not even a joke. He's the only time that when you're watching something like this is terrible. He's like, this is bad. And I'm like, oh yes, you're right, Himmel. We agree with you. Well, well yeah, I want to read about. Yeah. Um, um, first time he, we see him, he tells John Leguizamo while chasing him around the room and closing all of his exits about his father locking him in a room with a boa constrictor. Yeah, which he made his pet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he. This is okay. This is another good bit. He said that he he was named he named his pet Cocto. Yeah, the pet snake. <laughs> the pet snake, and then uh, the pest asked him, "Why'd you name it?" It's because it's named after my two favorite body parts. Yeah. Well, he said it was like <laughs> like, like, the, like the French playwright. Yeah. It was like which is also a good joke. Yeah. No, that's good. My two favorite body parts. I th- okay. This is something that I think is slightly infuriating about this film is there is evidence of very good comedy writing in this every once yes. in a while. That's like a weird flourish of like what happened, guys. <laughs> I will be honest, though. A little bit feels like an open mic when you have a bunch of bad comics and you hear one good joke and oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this yeah. was great. Yeah. We needed that. It's like a pellet cleanser. They didn't earn it. They just <sighs> earned it. You I know? think that's also a line where, like, <laughs> if it hadn't been said by that dude playing that part, mm. it probably wouldn't have gone over as well. Because, like, mm. I had the name of the actor. Did you look up the name of the actor? No, he was, like, in uh, The Sopranos and a few other things. So yeah, he's he, had some notable parts. Yeah, but he just acted his fucking heart out as that character because like, oh, yeah. he was the only one who seemed to understand like that if you play like a comedic character you gotta play it straight yeah you can't just be this oh 
the way John Leguizamo plays it, where loud and bombastic and mugging to the camera and shit, mm-hmm. and we're like, no, that's fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, once again, I feel like he would look at the film and just, like, look to the camera and be like, ain't I a sicker, or a stinker? And even Bugs Bunny would be like, whoa, calm it down, dude. <laughs> yeah. Take it down a few notches. This is too much. This must be entertaining, kid. Yeah. Not just a jackass. Uh, so finally, his son introduces him, and they talk about what's going to happen. They go to this room where he has a head of every uh, ethnic human on the wall, which even in a comedic film setting is very disturbing. Mm. Yeah. And then that's when we're like, okay, so Shanks is definitely the bad guy of this film. We get it. <laughs> I guess it's not debatable anymore. <laughs> and then he pees himself. Uh, very, I would say, almost viciously pees himself. <laughs> is yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. I feel like if I peed myself with just like... A normal amount of pee that's in my bladder. Yeah. It wouldn't really drip out the way it did for him. That was like like a hose going off in his well, pants. Well, they wanted to make it look like he ruined that rug. True. I mean, you got to make the joke read. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> and boy, did they. <laughs> Red like Ulysses, man. He peed his pants. Yeah. You and ain't cool unless you pee your pants. It's true. Uh, so finally they go out to the veranda or the outside, whatever you want to call it, and they have a toast. <laughs> well, saying, they, they make him dress up in like a grass skirt yeah. and uh, they dra- paint the sun on his Offensive chest. tribal. Yeah, yeah, yeah to for, be like... For real racist reason. Yeah. Which yeah. It, it matches the theme of the movie, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It adds a little bit of theatricality to the whole thing. As Himmel told us, which, all right, you're right there. Mm-hmm. Um... And so they're all getting geared up, uh, him and his son and his servant, and they have, like, machine guns, hunting rifles, RPG rockets. Not jokes. These are all things they're carrying. And then they offer him a Derringer, which has six shots to it. We'll talk about that later, later, too. (laughs) A uh, pocket knife and a length of rope. And champagne, right? (laughs) Well, Well, yeah, they they toast right before they they start the hunt. But it's also like he takes the... uh, a derringer and threatens them and the guard beats him up and then he's raising a ruckus then the dude shoots him in the hip and it sounds like it hits metal but i can't figure out what he was shooting him on it yeah. shot off something that was hanging off his grass skirt yeah because he shot one off both sides and yeah at first i was like did he just shoot him in the leg well that's what it looks like yeah. it looks like he shot him in both hips which is like he's immediately down forever yeah because <laughs> that's just gonna Crush his pill. I would have loved the movie if that's the way it went. Yeah. But Bugs Bunny only has a couple of gunshot sounds, and those were the ones. <laughs> Bugs was working so hard in this film to really show some fucking respect. He has a wife, Lola Bunny, he has to come home to each night and say, Honey, I did a good job. Now let's get the Space Jam on. And then they fuck. And I think about it all the time. All the time. Yeah, I know. You talk about it a lot. I do. You text me at like 3 a.m. Like, <laughs> Not a single Podzuki has gone by that you haven't brought it up. I'm just saying, guys. <laughs> let's, let's give it a shot again. They're rebooting the series. Anyways. Yeah, so at this point, he finally understands they're going to hunt him. Yeah. And, oh, well, they are hunting him now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is where... I mean, the movie just keeps going more and more off the rails, but this is definitely where a lot of just out... It, out, out there scenes happen they they start chasing him and his son goes ahead and gets caught in a net after a giant log comes down and hits him into it 
And I'm like, did they set these traps for the pest earlier? And that's when they say, oh, you rascally pest yes. trying to get us. This pest is good, yeah. which we know pest didn't make that trap. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like one of the other dudes he hunted built it and he just never found we it. We could do oh, a whole See, pun. that's yeah. a wonderful because I had oh. no idea. Yeah. If there, was like, if there was like a side movie that followed like the first <laughs> eight people this guy hunted yeah. and like all of the traps they set up that inadvertently saved the pest. Yeah. Oh you could make God. like so many movies because he hunted so many people before pest. But then also the film deposits we should believe this because we hear him laughing like all surrounded an omnipresent pest laugh going around them as that happens. So I think we are to believe the pest did set up that trap. Well, maybe no, it's not a laugh. That's when he's pooping. <laughs> That's what they're hearing. That was the first time that Brandon decided that the pest was God. <laughs> <laughs> not the last time. No, not the last time. I I agree with Brandon. I think the pest is some kind of trickster god. Yeah. <laughs> Like a, a Loki. I learned a lot of moral yeah. lessons. I'm not against it anymore. <laughs> like a, a Loki or a coyote of Native American mythology. <laughs> he is omnipresent everywhere, but his only goal is to trick you. Yes. See, that would have been perfect if like there were another main character and then the pest was just the character who made the plot happen, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then we cut to the pest shitting in the forest loudly. <laughs> so loudly. Disturbingly loud. And shockingly, like, gross at this point. Like, yeah. he had been out there for much longer yeah. than he was. They have such a weird scene where they put in stock footage of a deer, like, looking at him <laughs> as he poops, and then becoming disgusted and running off. But yeah. it was Just obviously a different, like, scene. Yeah. Like, it was in a different fo- type of it was, wooded area. It was, it was definitely, like, they're supposed to be, sh- they're shooting in a fake jungle, and that deer is definitely in a fake forest. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot in this movie that feels like they just told John Lewisano, just vamp. For a little while, like I think he was like doing the shitting thing. You know when he vamped the talking most. Talking to. You know when he vamped the most. When he was the fart vampire. When he was the fart vampire. In the, the, the beginning and end of the movie. Definishing. <laughs> so he takes his sog off and wipes his anus with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And then leaves it in the tree because. Well, uh, so uh, fucking what's what's the main bad guy's name? Shank. Okay, so Shank is going to his son, like, hey, I want you to kill this guy. And he says, because I want you to know the feeling of taking a man's throbbing hard life in your hands. Which is and what the like, pest is doing to us as we watch yeah, it. Yeah, he, he makes it, like, real sexual, and then his son is immediately like, okay, I want to do it. Yeah, well, it is, like, I love Himmel. I don't, I feel uncomfortable with the gay jokes, but at the same time, he plays it so well. Like, look, I... Watch his face when he's saying, like, mm. his father's saying that stuff, yeah. and he plays, like... He's go through goes through a range yes. of emotions. Yeah, this part in description is not a joke. Himmel, both the character and the actor, are probably one of the few great good things about this film. He sells it so well, as you were saying earlier. Mm. Um, but then basically, his dad makes him ejaculate and shoot his rocket off. Yeah, and it hits the pest in a way we're to believe that he's been killed by the rocket. <laughs> it looks like it hits the side of his face. <laughs> Somehow it just bounces him out of the tree because yeah. Bugs Bunny <laughs> had say in this. Well, that's really the only way the shot works from it looking like he died almost. Because yeah. like if they had it where like he jumped away too soon, it wouldn't. We wouldn't have laughed as hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. That was I did put that under a good bit, which was RPG Rocket killing the pest. Because it is like you could very easily, I think, take that scene and then add like some red 
to the sides and make it like that is the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's why I was laughing because I was like, "You fucking dead!" Yes, perfect place to end that. Yeah, <laughs> they just cut to black and see it'll be like catch John Leguizamo in the pest too. <laughs> It's just 45 minutes still on that frame of the bloody tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again, this is the thing I described, or I, I feel like I should argue when we were watching it, is the Peston art film. <laughs> if you put this up in a gallery and just start playing it, people would be like, this is a perfect critique on modern society. I mean, okay, someone but... would, but like, everyone's a dick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but after... Sounds like modern life, dude. Think about it. After he almost gets bazooka to death, I, uh... Himmel thinks that Pest is dead. Bazooka uh, Joe Leguizamo. Yeah, Gustav still <laughs> thinks he's alive because he's grabbed, like, Pest's shit sock. Yeah. He used to wipe his ass and sniffs it. Oh, yeah. Chapter like, four he's still alive. Sock. But <sighs> Himmel goes back to the mansion to watch Hogan's Heroes. In the also, worst suit. Also good yeah. bit. That's his, that's, his, that's, his, that's his Hogan suit. He got back in a suit. He got, he got into a different suit to watch Hogan's suit. Well, it's not even a suit. It's like a uh, bowling shirt underneath a suit jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A, a weird pinstripe yeah. suit jacket. We don't know German fashion. But at this point, the pest comes into the room and seduces him all oh. to get him off the island. Pretty much. Like, he does, like, kind of offer sexual favors... Yeah. If they take his dad's speedboat to get back to Miami. Yeah, yeah, after stealing a bunch of pheromones that will only work on males, as the Himmel tells him. Yeah. Uh, at, and then say, see, watch the video. And then he just shows a video of two lines fucking. Yeah. yeah. Good film. Which doesn't make sense because he said he used the pheromones to lure horny animals into traps. But, like, why would you need the pheromone if there's a female lion there already? Maybe the trap was commitment. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Buddy, you're telling me. <laughs> Ah. Old ball and chain. You ain't lying. I think Himmel was just into a lot of different things, and we shouldn't kink shame him. Yeah, no, he's not. a multifaceted character. Not yeah. at all. Deepest character this movie has. Yeah, and like when he saw that huge snake in the jungle, and they played like that. Oh man, I feel like there's so many things we could jokingly say happen in this movie, and people are gonna believe us at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, That's and, the thing with comedy. There's no disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a constant stream of yeah. somebody's thought, and it's concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, they he seduces Himmel into stealing his father's speedboat. Right. He gets Even, close to shore, but then makes him swim for two miles. Anyway. After they yeah. vomited a ton because they yeah. got seasick. Yeah. So they, yeah. they get seasick like as soon as they're in view of That's Miami. That's true. Yeah. And then he's just like, well, we're like five miles from the shore. I'll just swim the rest of the way instead of continuing to take this boat. Because I don't yeah. even want to risk fucking you. But he all, he does it like right after Himmel gets bird. pooped in the eye yeah. by, by a, all the seagulls bird. that came to eat their vomit. Can't yeah. believe I forgot that part. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we're using this as a line to describe an actual thing that happened in a film of where two characters puked out of a boat. And then one of them got pooped in the eye by a bird, and the other decided to swim to shore. This is a filmed movie with real people. And the way you described that was probably 30 seconds shorter than what we watched <laughs> in the movie. I made it light and brief. Yeah. That was easy to digest. So he gets back to shore, and his two friends, uh, Ninja and Chubby, are there waiting for him. Or Chubbs, I should say. Chubbs, yeah. yeah. And uh, Which, coincidentally, like they're just there. They're just there, hanging out, and they're like, okay, well, let's have a pool party. 
So he's in the pool. Two hotties are chatting him up, which I have no clue why. Mackin' well, on a raft. Yeah, well, Mackin' on a raft. Well, when he arrives at the pool party, which, as luck would have it, the pool party's right off of wherever the ocean mm-hmm. yeah. beats the he shore. He climbed the ladder to yeah. his friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he said he'd been swimming for five hours, and we get some kind of weird camera spin thing oh, yeah. when they ask him what happened, where, like, but well, then kissed, he starts he explaining the ground first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they do the weird camera spin, like he's gonna explain the story, and then he just starts explaining the story after that. Which yeah. looking looking at that's a very good alt comedy bit, but I don't think the film. <laughs> real, I don't think the film realized that. Yeah. Like supposed to be a flashback, but wasn't a flashback. <laughs> I mean, this was what three years before Freddy got fingered. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much on that level. Uh, but the helicopter. With uh, Shank, his servant, and his son fly over because they put a tracker in his underwear. And uh, <laughs> mid-thought, while running from them, he's like, oh shit, I gotta go to my girlfriend's dinner party with her her parents. Oh yeah, because earlier in the movie, when he sees his girlfriend at the conga line, he's like, or she's like to him, hey, my parents were upset because you didn't come over for dinner last night. I was like, I'll be there, I'll be there tonight for sure. And then all this shit happens where he gets hunted for sport for a little while. I'm not going over the movie yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, well they, we have to start at the beginning. He, he, he tells his friends who do his bidding no matter what for some reason, even though he's such a bad friend a to both of them. Friend. But they both really care about his opinion of them. Mm-hmm. I think they realize he is a trickster god, and they're afraid that if they betray him, he will destroy their lives in unnatural, immortal ways. Yeah. But then, like, he's, he wants them to go t- to drive him to his girlfriend's place. And the dude is, the one dude is like, oh, maybe tell them it's extenuating circumstances because you're being hunted. He's like, oh, they won't believe that. And then the black dude's like, oh, they're black. They'll believe it. <laughs> but Which, then he gets again, good joke. Yeah, but then he immediately goes there anyway. He's just dressed up. And I'm and glad like, his friend mentioned that they're black because we wouldn't have realized this when uh, John Leguizamo shows up dressed as a Rasta man yeah. and starts talking in jive in a way that even a uncle from the 90s would find embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, he had drums? It was all of the things that could be wrong with it. Yeah. yeah. Every single... It, the only thing that could have made it worse if he dropped the N-word, which thank God he didn't. Or but yeah, Well, it's to such a degree where I feel like somebody probably suggested blackface, but I'm hoping like... John Logazamo and like other people were like, no, that's a really dumb idea. Oh, but no, they, they, I'm going to be they, the devil's advocate. They, Somebody forgot to suggest yes. it, and they put it into post. They're like, oh no, we forgot to put it on. <laughs> it's yeah. going to ruin the film. Yeah, there's no way that this movie had the taste to be like, no, blackface is too full. <laughs> Everything was too far. <laughs> the costume or the assistant for it was just like so embarrassed. Like, oh, I forgot. Well, oh, so, man. So it would have made it so much worse, but it would have made more sense because like, I'm in disguise. I'm being hunted, but I still wanted to come here because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> That's debatable. Still too. inexcusable. No. Um, the parents hate him because they're like the audience. And yeah. at this point... Um, well, the, they, they still invite him into their home and yeah. they serve dinner. And the mother had made a traditional Cuban meal. Yeah. And that pisses the pest off. It's like, what? Do I look Cuban to you? Yeah. Do these look like Cuban features? Like... The dude who's been so racist in the, in the entire time he's been inside their house and trying to make out with their daughter in front of them. It's almost exactly when you accuse a racist white person of being racist and they get upset. 
And so it's almost a weird meta commentary they didn't realize <laughs> yeah. they're doing. I was gonna say it made it feel like maybe we were the idiots for thinking he's being racist this yeah. whole time because maybe it is a commentary. But this is like, what you do, white people. So much credit. <laughs> oh boy. Um, at this point, Shank has located them because he put a tracker in his underwear that malfunctioned and burned his wiener. Yeah, he starts <laughs> yeah. smoking. That, right that's there a sentence. That's all true. That's yeah. all true. Yeah, the uh, it starts overheating. So that's when, like, his pants start smoking. Like, it's only, like, it's a tracking device in his underwear that starts overheating, but it's making him, like, his entire body overheat. Like, he's had, like, spicy food or something. I I thought he had the spicy Cuban food, and that was somehow, like, raising the body body temperature of his whole body, but then also fucking up the transmitter. (laughs) There's so many discussions and debates we could have of what caused this. I, I don't think there was an actual cause. I think the real cause was writing. That's true. I agree. They did add the line, though, I do remember vividly, which I can't believe I do, but <laughs> of one of the German men being like, it's going to so sweaty, and that was it. Like, yeah. why Why oh, was that relevant? So they could put well, joke for Hans. Yeah, he yeah, said, Himmel was he like, turn up to power! Julie, I hate to correct you, he said his gonads are sweaty, mama's spaghetti. <laughs> and then Eminem was watching at the same time, and he's like, I gotta write that down. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm as bad as the pest. <laughs> There's no way, right? Don't you ever say that, Brandon. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, um, he, it's also like, I. so it's a tracking device in his pants that's heating up, so like, it's his balls that are on fire, Yeah. so he takes off all his clothes, then he goes to the bathroom, and he sits on the toilet. Is that his balls? Because he has some but dignity. But he's still smoking. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is like his balls are like Got steel it. ball bearings being dropped into the water mm-hmm. and yeah. the steam. Yeah, yeah. because it's... As soon as he, like, takes his pants off and sits down on the toilet, that's when you hear the water splash and the, like, of the steam hitting water, and it's... Yeah. And it's, this this yeah. is where the movie makes a lot of weird decisions, like, well, we have to go through all of the races now. Yeah. So... Oh, was this the synagogue bit? Yeah. Great, great, great. Well, great. No, we're, we're not even there yet. We're, we're almost there. there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right after Because Chubbs and Ninja are like, we gotta save him, so Ninja goes in to rescue him because he sees Shank going in there. And then he also sees that yeah. there's a tranquilizer gun Shank has to shoot all of them. He shoots down half the family oh, yes. so that they're all knocked out. And, and then, then the father, the girlfriend's father, comes down and he thinks that Pest knocked all these people, his entire family out. Like, he doesn't see the trank dart, so he thinks they're just, like, dead. Mm. And I love the father in this movie, too, because, like, the way he plays it, it's like he's in a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Because he's... Cause, yeah, the Shank comes up behind the dad with the Trank gun, and so Pistario pulls out the Derringer that he had from earlier and points it out, and so the father's like, oh, oh yeah, you're going to kill me? You think you're going to do that? Just real serious, like. And then he shoots off six very large shots from the Derringer. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> missing Shank and every single one of them. Yeah. Um, so his friend Ninja jumps down to save him. He gets shot by the last Trank dart, so that's yeah. his cue to... Well, uh, well, the dad gets shot by the Trank Dart, too. Oh, that's the right. The last one who gets shot is Himmel comes in. Yeah. And, gets and then shot. right before he goes, he says, I hate you, father. And that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then the pest jumps through the window uh, and then runs his car to get in with uh, Chubbs to go off to the Club Paris for some reason. Well, but they before do... they go there, they say, oh, the Jews literally say that. But they, yeah, they pass the synagogue and they're like, oh, you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. 
Hello, Jews! Okay, that's right. That's like... And then I, I don't even know what, what exactly they were doing, because there's just a Jewish family up at the at the, at the the altar, and there's fucking... Well, it was a bar mitzvah. Was it a bar mitzvah? It looked like there's like a kid reading from the Torah, so I assumed it was a bar mitzvah. Yeah, it seemed like a whole family was up there, and I don't I don't there... know why, they, why it cut to them like just randomly on stage, facing away from the action, but then they're just walking off. I... There is a tiny bit of like voiceover, like... It's supposed to be them talking, but they clearly put it in layers. Like, oh, don't worry, nobody's going to see us from over here. So, like, I think they put on the Orthodox Jew outfits and meant to come in through the back, but they came in through the front. So they made a huge disturbance. I know, but, like, the way they're facing when they're discovered is, like, they're already leaving the stage. Did they, like, start walking from one side to the other? Like, what, what happened? Yeah, it's still, like, it adds, like, two minutes to the movie, so they didn't need to pad out the movie. They just did it because, like... Oh, we've got to have a scene. Yeah, we haven't been racist against Jews. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to get them. Yeah. To be fair, one of the writers of the movie was Jewish. He's not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> not after that. Not after that. They <laughs> <laughs> kicked him out. <laughs> uh, he got an official envelope and everything. Oh yeah. We've been through enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so they do the anti-Jew bit, the anti-Semitic bit. And then yeah. for no reason. It was just two extra minutes to make sure that they've offended every race. Yeah. yeah then they Which decide, is brave of them. <laughs> then they decide... Which they makes me feel meta. Truly. <laughs> then they decide they need to get in, inside a private party being held at the Paris Club. Yeah. Because so, if you're going to be racist, you got to party after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is like the one part of the movie that I think is weird where they kind of try and be like, oh, racism bullshit. Because they pull up on these two white dudes in Trans Am mm. and be like, oh, hey, can we get in this party? And they're like, and the one dude like does like a Speedy Gonzalez sort of voice. And his other white friend are like, you might be able to get into the servant's entrance mm. and laugh. And that's when they turn Chubb's Jeep into a... Rap transformer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rap transformer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I... I also feel like the movie had whiplashed us with so much racism when they were making fun of him, I didn't even know how to feel about it anymore. I thought it looked like a uh, rap uh, wacky racer. Was the, what, what was the group you said you thought it was? Uh, it was like, I thought it might have been two live crew. Uh, yeah. It definitely sounded like a pop that pussy kind of track. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a two live crew song, I should say. <laughs> um, but at this point... They get into the club. We're like, well, they haven't made. They made fun of the Chinese. What about the Japanese? Well, yeah. Well, they also had like their subwoofer Jeep was so intense it destroyed the white guys Trans Am and also made all of them pass out. Yeah. So they were able to get their passes to go inside of the private party. Okay. But yeah, then they immediately see. Some of the Scottish mobsters. Well, wait, wouldn't wouldn't you say that scene with the uh, Trans Am? Wouldn't you say that was kind of like a '90s versus '80s boner comedy main character kind of like meta moment? Because yeah. those guys, like in a fucking '80s comedy, like they're the fucking main characters. Yeah, it's yeah. True. I'm trying mean... to be like, hey, we're in the '90s now. This is objectively terrible, but fuck you for being racist. In a better movie, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest here, crew. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and a movie made by people who were better at their jobs. Yeah. But this <laughs> they is, would have done something like that. This is all leading up to the climax of they get into the club finally. He realizes he's being hunted, so he knocks out a Japanese man, takes his yeah, clothing. Yeah, some poor Japanese dude who's yeah. just there 
to sing karaoke. And I have to believe he also shaved off his his hair and put it on because he has a wig when he comes up, but he didn't have one before. <laughs> and we never see the other Japanese man, so there's a good chance that's just his hair he put on with the suit. I know, it's very sad. Yeah, this part lasted so long. Yeah. It really did. Uh, he goes up and he's forced to do karaoke, so he sings Bonanza. Weird but choice. With, with the accent the with whole it. time. Well, it's, it's, I noticed the one of the times I watched it that... Uh, they don't even let him pick the song. They're just like categories. Yeah. He picks TV TV's, classics. Yeah. So I was like, has that ever been a way that they've done karaoke? It's Not like karaoke roulette. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. me. I just hate every time I go to karaoke, I always have to sing the facts of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time. Damn it. <laughs> Damn you thick. Why do I never get the Mission Impossible thing? <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, you'd have to do like your own kind of like... Uh... Duh, 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 yeah. duh. But anyways, he escapes from there by throwing on the male pheromones so that every male in the club wants to fuck the villain. Oh yeah, those animal pheromones from earlier. Yeah, that's right. Like I know they said it only works on males, but I guess it's 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 gay juice. Yeah, yeah. Like he just tosses them on him and it makes every man, even ninja. And it would have been funnier if they just said it's gay juice in the film, but they didn't even have the balls to do that. Well, the first time I watched the movie, I thought they were gonna have like a scene in like a zoo or something, yeah. and then he would get thrown onto him, right. so he would like get fucked by a lion. It's definitely we all saw Pet Detective by the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Nutty Professor 2, the clumps. I was gonna say, I remember that from Nutty Professor 2, but I don't remember that happening. We've talked either. about the hamster fucking that guy like three times in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I just can't get over that. That was a movie made for kids, and Larry Miller says the hamster's bitch in it. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we should watch the clumps too. Yeah. Oh, no. After we watch the two other John Leguizamo films <laughs> for our Godzilla podcast. <laughs> Um, I was wanting to bring up John Leguizamo, but like, when was his heyday? Because I looked through his IMDb. So when he got all that hay? <laughs> he, he never seemed like, when did he get really famous? Because he was, always just was, seems to be kind of famous. It was like the mid-90s, because he was, he was on the precipice of it, because they like gave him an option for his own show, but then that bombed after one season, I think. Okay. Because he was a stand-up, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was like big for one-man shows, too. Yeah, he wrote this to be his comedy reel. Like, yeah. he really did. This movie was just so he could take clips of it, of him doing every offensive accent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he took clips of this and emailed it to bookers, like, put me up in your show? <laughs> you need Japanese accents? I got those. <laughs> You'll be almost amazed. You'll think, wow, it's a real Japanese guy. <laughs> hey, you want to make a movie that's racist to Asians? I got your voice. <laughs> so we are... Because it really was the Asians that were the, the most... I think everyone. all of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I will say that really did get the brunt of the If they time. had ten more minutes, they could have gotten the Croatians. I'd give them that. Okay. But <laughs> get specific had... with the racists. <laughs> but they got most of them. Um, so finally we're getting to the climax, which is Shanks calls to tell him, Hey, listen, I'm done with all this shit. I've tranquilized your family and I have them all in the boat right now. And, oh no. <laughs> and at this point he's like, okay, well I have to go face the music. Uh, cause the Scottish Mafia has taken his one other friend Ninja as collateral. So it's just him and Chubbs and they're like, okay. Yeah, he gave them yeah. Ninja as collateral. In a decent bit where he's like, okay, well I'll have to give you something even more important, which is my best friend Ninja. And they, both him and Chubbs jump out of the car instantly right then. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And then, and then poor Chubbs. Oh, poor Chubbs has a breakdown. <laughs> he goes, 
I thought I was your best friend, <laughs> which is a very funny bit. Yeah. Once again, there, it's like an open mic where there's glimpses of like, this is really funny. But then Maybe I like this. Explained the bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it Much is. like an open mic again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Wow, this is this is probably the most meta film we've watched. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the big showdown finally of uh, he's trying to trick Shanks so that he can grab his family and get out of there. He has at one point Chubbs get into a bomb diffuser outfit thinking it's him and then he shows up behind him with an M16. Yeah, which is another problematic thing because like... Right, gun control. Why go down there as himself <laughs> yeah. and have Chubbs sneak up on him because yeah. if I'm... Gustav, is that yeah. a name? Yeah. If I'm Shank... And I see somebody come out wearing like that suit and stuff. Like I'm immediately thinking that's not him. Yeah. So where the fuck is he? <laughs> I mean, and even he isn't. He has his best friend go out there, and the pest, could... the pest cares not for others. <laughs> yeah. Right. So finally, after the showdown, he gets them to drop all their guns. But then Shang reveals the ultimate trick, which is he poisoned the toast they had at the beginning of the film, so that he would die no matter what. And that's when he has a scene where he falls to the ground dead after dancing for what felt like three hours. Well, it was, all, it was also funny because... Uh, wanna... well, yeah, don't don't forget, uh, the main villain tells him, like, well, you're going to die, but just so you know, the money that I said I had for you is actually in my safe deposit box at this exact bank. Mm-hmm. Ha! So, yeah, he yeah. dies, uh, the villain laughs victoriously and runs off into the night... And then it cuts him instantly going to the bank in the morning, being like, I can't wait to get that money I just announced in the last scene. This is all going to be what happens. From my own safety deposit. Yeah. 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 And then he gets a call from the telephone at the deposit, because once again, I guess he's a trickster guy. Yeah, the box is empty. empty. There's a note. And once again, we're to believe... just says, answer the phone. Yeah, he has omnipresent powers to know he will be there right then and then call the phone. Well, no, he's the man, as he said in his opening rap, He's the man of a million disguises. Yeah. So he pretended to be the German ambassador so he could get into Shank's safety deposit box because apparently German ambassador, did I say Russian or German? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I I think it's the least offensive one he does because it's the most confusing. Yeah. Well, it's also like... You can't just be the ambassador from somebody from some other country and get into somebody's safety deposit box. No, or I mean, you can, call, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can call the cops on someone for hunting man, but like you can't get into a fucking safety deposit box. Yeah, and, and then he true. also mentions on the phone that like, oh, there was way more than fifty thousand dollars in there, so he's able to pay off the Scottish mafia yeah. and have enough to be a jackass forever. Yeah, which is a, once again, this film's ultimate message is eat the rich. Um, but he also does announce, I, I don't know if we covered this part, but he threw up during the seagull bit so much that the poison got out of his system, so that's why he's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, they could have also had it been, he shit it out. Yeah. He yeah. shit earlier. Basically, the whole film, the pest is leaking from every hole 24-7, <laughs> and I hate that. It's constant diarrhea. He's pissing, he's diarrheaing, he's vomiting. I'm assuming he's coming, mm. I just assume. And then we get one final scene of him slapping around... Gustav, while pretending to be the 
German ambassador. As they take him away. He looks like he's got, he's wearing like a monocle and has like an old timey mustache and is but like a totally not German accent. Yeah, not a German French, yeah. 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 And the the outfit too is like no era of any time. It's just like a a person unstuck from time trying to do every white Anglo-Saxon race from Germany or the European area. But it was, it was pull away though because he got to rip that baby off. Yeah, it's pull away but you can also tell in a couple of shots it has a shirt that's not tucked in yeah for some reason why why wouldn't you just have the shirt attached to the bottom part the pest leaves you with a lot of questions it really does yeah and you're saying yourself we've reached in the film i'm free i'll never have to see that intro shower scene again yes yeah. and that's when you say no 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 i'm wrong because they cut to the intro again and play through the whole way the extended version <laughs> of the shower scene because i think he stays in the shower the entire time rather than coming out into his room well he does but they uh they intercut it with like like stills or other That's stuff right. from the movie. Yeah, like yeah. highlights. Yeah. Of- <laughs> but before... Didn't you enjoy that movie you just watched? Remember, remember that, this thing? Remember that thing you just saw, you fucking idiot? But before yeah. we, release, we release from this film, we have to do one tradition with Podzuki, which is a Mothra Paul's Drag Race. Mothra Paul's Drag Race. How do we feel about the fashion in this film? It's very 90s. Oh, I was watching the whole time. I want that blazer that man was wearing. There's a, lot yeah. of, there's a lot of good shirt gang. Yeah. yeah. It, it did have some 90s aesthetic where, like, I'm surprised nobody w- was wearing a No Fear shirt. Yeah. But I think they just couldn't have No Fear. Because, like, it was 97. I feel like No Fear was still kind of big. Yeah, for that sure. Point. That was definitely prime No Fear time. And it was the theme of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live without fear. The pets. <laughs> like, should no we fear. Do this? No fear. No fear. Just do it. No. Just do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Himmel is dressed pretty great, too. Once again, oh, yeah. he's the hero, both fashion-wise and moral-wise, of this film. His first scene was barefoot with, like, linen pants on. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. And he had, like, like, a country club sort of sweater on. Like, something. Anything he wore looked really comfy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So minimalism aesthetic. To get to the review of this film, I'm cutting through our usual review system. And, Julie, as you might know, it's Turtles versus Crabs. Naturally. Naturally. <laughs> Not doing this time. We're going by good bits versus bad bits. So I have written down, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten good bits. And then we have one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six bad bits. But bad bits has most of the movie. Most of the movie is the first one. one so now bit. we have to go around the table and describe how much does most of the movie count as bad bit. Uh, like honestly, maybe eighty percent of it. Eighty percent. Okay. Like, and that's a low estimate. Yeah. Luke, the table's yours. Oh God, I don't know. I mean, is taste even a thing that exists? It's true. <laughs> Can anything be good or bad, really? Uh, like, look, even I found this movie offensive, and I'm a racist. 25%. <laughs> 20%. Yeah, that's how much the entire movie counts. All right, Julie. Oh, for how much the the most of it is? Yeah. Oh, that's a firm 70. 70? Oh, damn. And I'm going to say... For me, 69%. 69, that's correct. Hell yeah. That's right. That's the lead number, right? Nice. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say 
looking at all of the statistics, I've gone over the math. We got fat shaming. Put it through a fat shaming. Okay. Folio, which was question mark, then we moved it over to good bits. <laughs> and then black pest, which was when he went to the family. Oh, wait, when was that, uh, that thing where he said, he said he had syphilis? Oh, syphilis was under good bits. Oh, yeah, he's on the syphilis. <laughs> yeah. He's on the syphilis, which is the bottom of that. I feel like all this accounted for just... Oh, you know what? Add one more bad thing to it oh, that, no. I, that I forgot to mention. Did you ever notice how he kept doing that baby talk stuff? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I did it, did it. Baby talk. Mm, we don't have a section for horny bits. Yeah, right, <laughs> right retarded baby is what I, that's oh, what I kept calling no. it. Oh, no. Our word baby. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking over the facts, go there. <laughs> and I gotta say, it's not a good film. It's not a bad film. My recommendation is you watch The Pest, <laughs> and you make your own decision. Viewers at home. My recommendation is if you can if you can stomach the intro and you want to see what other weird treasures this movie has inside, do it. But if not, don't feel ashamed. You're a good person. Yeah, I'll say it's not a good film. It <laughs> is a bad film. It's like I. I've watched it three times in the past five days. We should say Luke has pest fever. I'm probably the, mo- the, the number one expert on the pest I'm pretty sure Luke has pest in joints. North America. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's an experience. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's somebody who likes bad movies, and I like it as a movie that came out in the 90s. Only if it were a movie that made now, I wouldn't like it probably for another ten years. Mm. But it just like there's a certain ineptitude to it that I'm just like I want to show it to new people, not necessarily I'm not sure if I could watch it again with the same people and get as much enjoyment out out of it. It would be funny I, to sit down with the same group of friends and yeah. watch the pest. Yeah. yeah. I will say I got a lot from it. Um like I said earlier, it does make me more confident in just putting myself out there, you yeah, know? Exactly. Like, just, like, run with a bit. Yeah. Because it won't kill your career completely. Right. No fear. <laughs> no fear. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, John Leguizamo <laughs> had so many other roles. I didn't know this. He was the narrator for the Garcia Brothers, the uh, Nickelodeon uh, sitcom. Oh, oh that's right. He was. I mean, that was a terrible Nickelodeon show. I, I but it was think, good I don't think for Latinos, I guess. I don't think it was their worst. What's the worst one? I don't remember what it was called, but it was worse than that. It was worse than... Hey, Dude was really boring. It's better than Drake and Josh. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that was a Disney one, too, but I feel nostalgic for it. No, it's not? No, Drake and Josh was Nickelodeon. It's when Nickelodeon started copying Oh, okay, yeah, they all felt the same, yeah. I was going to say, I liked uh, Alan Strange and 100 Good Deeds of Eddie McDowell, because they turned Seth Green into a dog. Yeah, as we all That was Seth Green? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no! I don't think that was Seth Crane. Luke is flipping the table over right now. <laughs> All right. I'm just like, that's blowing my mind right now. Because, like, like, I didn't like Alan Strange, but 100 Deeds of Eddie McDowd was like, he never finished. Yeah. Well, he was, okay, he was Seth Green in the first season. Okay. Well, I watched from the beginning, so okay. I should still know that. All right. <laughs> so we we've, we finished reviewing this experience. We have to do our first stupid game. Stupid games. Very big tradition here, which is licking a 9-volt battery. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you want this one? Or you want... I'll take that one. Okay. Uh, so it's a tradition in uh, kaiju movies. And did it did it happen in this movie where electricity just plays a part in I things? I mean, this movie electrocuted all of our senses. Sure. 
I'm surprised he didn't get electrocuted. Yeah. He seems like the kind of character who, like, at one point would have gotten electrocuted. <laughs> then he had, like, electrical powers for a minute. Yeah, yeah. like an Ernest, if you will. Yeah, he... Oh, let's watch an Ernest film. That sounds Ernest. like a good time. Yeah. Ernest is kind of like... Ernest like, Scared Stupid's probably a legit kaiju film, right? Oh, yeah. Like a pixie, I guess. Yeah. How I it. He's a also lesser a, god. A trickster god, too, of some sort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, so we'll, we'll do the three, He's two... want to have a beer with. One. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah? No. It's spicy. Alright, yeah, I'm going to go off here's one. There you go. Okay. I got it on this, too. This one's really weak. Ooh. One. This is a good one here. Or maybe it's because I burned my tongue yesterday, so it feels more intense. That one's intense. pretty weak, too. Here you go. Try that one. Okay, let me see. Well, I, I might just be it because I burned my tongue. Let me try again. Damn, look at Luke the connoisseur. Oh. Luke, Luke's getting really into this game. I, I'm the reason we do it, I think. Yeah, I you mentioned we should lick, lick batteries. Battery. Or... Yeah, you, ca- you, you've licked more than was even publicized. <laughs> <laughs> you've just been at it. Yeah, I usually have... <laughs> Four, but I lost one of them. Um, Once with Luke all the, entire, the time in your the pocket. Enti- during the entire movie, I kind of had like a battery. Yeah. <laughs> Papa needs it. You can just switch it out for a There aren't any movie. rehab centers that deal with D-cell battery addiction. I need so. my juice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we also have a new strong tradition here, which is calling Aaron to ask him questions. Calling Aaron to ask some questions. Oh, God. Uh, about that. He was at Cole's open mic, which is a famous Chicago staple here, but then he went to another mic, so now we're just going to call him and ask him these questions. Is he going to be awake? I feel like it's 2 a.m. No, it's, uh, it's <laughs> No, that's just the pest at work, baby. <laughs> yeah, if he went to Cole's, he'll be awake for another two days oh. sitting yeah. at Cole's. <laughs> what, what's the other mic he went to? Oh, it's, we, I guess we can I've ask him. I haven't been to Cole's in so long. Yeah. We aim as much. I didn't mean that, guys. I'm sorry. You, you, you can cut this out, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I hope John uh, John J. Just... Cole doesn't listen to this. <laughs> kind of a joke, but the guy who owns Cole's is actually named Cole, so... Oh. Huh. Well, that's fun. He's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a nice guy. Cole's is a fun open mic. I'll say that. It just takes a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's just it common knowledge. <laughs> Not common knowledge if you've never mic. done it before. Fair. And people lie to you about it. All right. We're getting him on the horn. Hello. What's up? Hey, Aaron, it's Podzuki. We're here to blast your ass, and we got Julie America here. Say hi to Julie America. Oh, I thought she was going to say hi to me. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Aaron. Hey, what's up? I did four mics, so I, the best way to describe my brain is it feels hungry. You should have done three mics, then you could have been Neil Brennan. <laughs> The only time oh, I've done 4Max was in college. Oh, nice. <laughs> High five. Very better now. Okay. Hey, Aaron, so we got some questions we're going to hit with you hard real quick. So just get in the mindset for this right now. We watched the film The Pest, which you should watch. Um, what did you watch? The Pest, John Leguizamo's okay. Star Vehicle from 1997. Sounds like my wife was in that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got him. Um, if you were abducted, would you have sex with an alien? I mean, it's out of this according world. To, that would be the better joke. According to the movie, it is fire. Yeah. They, they Wait, the aliens, is it like, I feel like aliens would have just like one hole. Because they seem like a universal remote. Like, like a, a cloaca. Like a, like a cloaca. What? This is the second episode it came to cloaca right away. Oh, that's, is that what ducks got and shit? Yeah. yeah. Sure. 
Okay. I don't. I don't know if ducks have cloacas, but they definitely have one hole. Yeah. All right. So you're abducted by an alien, and it turns out that it's Daisy Duck, Donald Duck's girlfriend. <laughs> and she's got fire. <laughs> and she's got fire cloaca. The version from Quack Pack. Yeah. Because she was the hot version. I, I mean, I don't know. When in Rome, you know, when in Rome, kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> when in space. When in space, space baby. <laughs> All right, uh, would you join the Scottish Mafia? We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, bring it up. We gotta rate these as we go right now. Okay. All right. Um, can you be racist against Italians? Every day. <laughs> okay. I got a question. Uh, how much money for you to be hunted for 24 hours? Like, you'll get a certain amount of money after 24 hours if you're not killed. Oh, so if these are for real hunters. Like they're gonna—they're trying to kill me. Uh, it's one guy and his son and his butler and his butler, but they're pretty good. Team. Yeah. Oh man, I—I I feel like the butler would be the one who would get me. Um, I—I um, I don't think I want to do it because, like, what what goods what goods of fortune if you got stabbed by a butler? True, but oh. but you, but you have to do it. You have to say a certain amount of money. Okay. What kind of yeah. hunter is stabbing? I, right. I want good to hunter. put that on a shirt. Uh, Jeff, What's a silly? Yeah. Jeff Bezos, money. Jeff Bezos money? Well, he doesn't have a billion dollars. Come on, man. Be serious. Okay, it's got to be something this guy can afford. 20 million would be nice. I could open up a few franchises. 20 million is good. Okay, how about 15 million? You think you could do 15? What? So, do I have any kind of resources to evade them, or am I just, am I just using... You have a derringer. And a hula skirt. And a hula skirt. No, no, they'd give him like a yarmulke. Or do I have like a kit? Something racist. Yeah, they put you in a racist outfit, <laughs> and then you have a derringer. Yeah, you're humiliated first, let's be clear. Sure, 15 million. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, as with the tradition of this new bit, I rated all of your answers. Uh, the first one for you I have... also want to say I got them down from, like, 10 billion. Which is pretty good. 15 million. Yeah, we could sell this motherfucker a car easily. Yeah. <laughs> you, should be, you should be a lawyer, like, Luke. I guess, I feel like scuba diving's your best... No, you can't scuba dive for that long. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a what good point. So, looking over the ratings, would you have sex with an alien? You answered yes if it was Daisy Duck with a bombfire cloaca. That's an A+. Would you join the Scottish Mafia? You said we. That's an A+. <laughs> Can you be racist against Italians? You said every day. A+. And is the bird... Uh, no, that's right. We forgot to ask this one, too. <laughs> is the bird from the pest still alive? And if it is, what's it doing now? <laughs> All right, yet again, Aaron, you've passed this with flying ac- ac- acclamations. Don't even go to any more mics. Tell them Podzuki gave you an A+. You're a comedy god. You know, it'd be a cool uh, merch if you guys make, like, a bumper sticker. Like, my, my podcast listeners honor... So you, know I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, my, my podcast listeners gave Aaron Klopper an A+. Yeah, something like that. All right, thank you so much, Aaron. Get home safe. We love you. Bye. Okay, I love you all. Bye. 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 All right. All right, guys. Well, we've been running for a while. I feel like we should just get to those good old recommendations and plugs. Well, no, we got to do the, uh, well, I mean, we can already agree this is a kaiju. Um, Oh, yeah, we should classify it. So what is the deal with this kaiju? What's the deal with this kaiju? What's the deal with these kaijus? What's the deal with these kaijus? We, we had a monster movie we would t- discuss other monsters but yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we decided something's a kaiju so on our list we have things like uh, Zoolander 2 
Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, The Concept of Love, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Like, these things are all kaijus. Or at least we've argued that they are. Are you familiar with, like, Godzilla movies? Yeah. We have things that aren't kaijus, including uh, The Monkeys, uh, Shrek, My Ex-Wife, Borat, Borat's Fat Friend, uh, Voltron, Galactus, like... And then we have we also have a Schindler's List, which just has Jews on it. Then we have things that are maybe Jews. Uh, we have Don't Care, which is Swamp Thing. We have Whatever, which is the stupid game section. We have Anti-Kaijus, which is uh, the Grand Canyon and the Puppet Masters, with a capital Z. <laughs> nice. Um, and then we have a list of pretty cool dudes, which is just all of the main characters from The Thing, uh, along with Chess Wizard. <laughs> and then we have a list of not cool dudes, which is Gary. And then we have a little note here that says natural beauty is destructive. So, uh, <laughs> I would like to argue that racism is a kaiju. Racism is a kaiju. Racism is a kaiju. I'm in. Yeah, I'm all in. I mean, I want to see a movie where racism is a kaiju, so I hope racism will be a kaiju. And I hope it's I hope it's big enough to admit that. Yeah. yeah. No, racism doesn't admit anything. Yeah. It no. just kills. Yeah. yeah, if we've had these documentaries that have taken down Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, where's the one to take down racism? Think about that, America. What's the one that took down Michael Jackson? Uh, uh, Finding Neverland? Leaving Neverland? He got killed by a documentary? Yeah, <laughs> it went back in time and he assassinated <laughs> <Yes>. him. <laughs> it was good. It was that good. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say just put racism under that, because we've never officially done that, and the pest made it earn that place for sure. Yes, it did. Um, but let's get into those good old recommendations and those plugs. Recommendations. Uh, I'm going to come in hot. Uh, I think we discussed it a little bit last week, but they just released, I feel like some of these are video games, but I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. They released this game called Tetris 99 on the Switch, which is... Battle Royale style Tetris. You have 99 people you're fighting Tetris against, and your only goal is to survive. Much like the pest. Oh my gosh, it's just like the pest, guys. Oh, now I can't enjoy Tetris 99 anymore. <laughs> it's been ruined. It's a cool game. I've played it a couple times. I was just like, it's so hard to tell what's going on. Because, like, I guess the one that you're po- poking at, does that yeah. decide, like, who you're attacking at anyone? Yeah, time? so your right C stick, you can choose if you're gonna, who you're gonna attack with the, uh, the points and lines you get. And then you can also store pieces away, and then basically it's like all these little micro strategies you can do to survive longer. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a really deep game for something that's free if you have the Switch and you have the online pass for it. So I recommend yeah. that. It's a good game. Uh, I want to recommend uh, my favorite uh, my favorite horror thing in general. The pest. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love the uh, the horror manga artist uh, Junji Ito. Oh yeah. And I just bought a like hardbound. Uh, like collection of uh, Uzumaki or Spiral, mm. which is uh, just one of my favorite horror things. Like he uh, he draws things in a way that just fucking stay with you. It is such a like truly visually horrifying thing, and it's got these psychological horror elements to it. It's super fucking good. So yeah. I really recommend Uzumaki or in general work from Junji Ito. He was originally going to work with uh, Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima on Silent Hills, and that's why I'm still pissed that that game didn't get made. Because the Junji Ito game sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, the DC Universe app, I think. Oh, yeah. I was talking about it last week. I don't watch that Doom Squad. Yeah. Uh, or Doom Patrol. I made, I made two things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Doom Squad is one of the shows on it. And yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, the last episode was 
kind of weird, but they still have like 12 episodes left, so yeah. I want to wait until I see all of them to really see if I like the show or not. But even even without that, there's a lot of comic books you can read. Like you can read all of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol comics. Yeah. So, yeah, it's worth a couple of bucks. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to recommend... Hanging out with the Patsuki boys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The hospitality was grand. Thank I had you. a great time. Hell yeah. Thanks for sharing your sandwiches and your pralines. Oh, we should give a shout out to Luke. He made, honest to God, homemade chicken sandwiches for yeah. all of us, and they were so good. They were delicious. Mm-hmm. Just applause for them. Thank you. And you know what? All of our other hosts before this, or I should say uh, guests, have failed us, and they're terrible people because they've never said this to us. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's just, it's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Thank you. I all. mean, I think we can stop the podcast because we've finally been praised. Yeah, that's why I've been praised. Can't believe we made this many episodes. <laughs> I think it's taken us so long because we just didn't show anyone else the past. That's true. That's true. I like. <laughs> I feel very grateful to have made it through that movie. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like a war. It's like your life is a gift now. Yeah. Every day is a treasure. No fear. <laughs> no fear. <laughs> Spicy and bold. No fear. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, for uh, plugs, this is going to come out right before me and Martin and the show what we do with Liz Getty and Mitch Cameopelia. I got it, finally. Thank Cameopelia. you. Oh, I always want to say lie. God damn it. <laughs> Mitch, don't listen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're good friends and I keep doing this and it's not a bit anymore. Mitch Cameopelia. Thank you. We're going having our one year anniversary at Bonus Round Cafe on March 21st. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. We have Ashley Ray headlining it, and if you're in Chicago, go to Bonus Round at 9 p.m. March 21st for Slide into Your DMs. It's going to be a good show. Hell yeah. It's a fun time. It's a very I fun time. You got the lot of spot last time, and we're yeah. going to get you back for an actual spot. So. I had a great time. I got a brand deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You got the Mountain Dew. I did. That, ugh, that one's so gross. <laughs> it was really We've bad. made grosser once for the one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about that after yeah. this. Okay. And then uh, follow uh, Martin Felschman at Martin Felschman so, on Twitter. Thank you. Good tweets. I'm, uh, I'm going to plug, uh, follow Brandon Kirkman at Brandon Kirkman. And I'm going to plug the other show I co-produce, although for the month of March, I'm not there. So don't look for me, I guess, for two weeks after you listen to this. But then every week continuing after. Go to the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret every Thursday at the Gallery Cabaret. Um, although, again, for the entirety of March, it's now the Deviled Egg Cupcake Comedy Cabaret. <laughs> oh, is... Jesus. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. Who's doing the deviled eggs? Kendall is. <laughs> That's the most on brand Kendall Klitsky thing I've ever Man. heard before. Deviled eggs are great. They, they are, are great. great. Yeah. I'm not I'm not dissing it, but it's such a Kindle thing for sure. It's yeah. it's just so uh I don't know how they'll work with comedy like this. But then I guess cupcakes don't really work like that either. I don't know. We'll see. And it's definitely not something you want to eat when you're like talking to people. Maybe we can change that. <laughs> Maybe we can change that preconception. Yeah. Bring deviled eggs back. Look at this. The pest Into got us in this, the conversation yeah. room. They got us in these good spirits. We're challenging society's norms. The pest will make you a better person. Yeah. Do I get to plug shit? Of course. Yeah. Do I need to plug anything? You can plug um, any of our I, shows I that we're working on. Uh, <laughs> I guess my Instagram at uh, Philip Cooks. It's a good Instagram. Yeah. Just stuff that I, anything I make myself. Oh, if if it's I think it's worth it looks good. Mm-hmm. I'll post a picture of it. Yeah. She posts those sandwiches. Uh, I took a picture of like the first round of sandwiches I made that weren't these one because they had more chicken on them. Noted. 
because I wasn't making it for four people. <laughs> but uh, then my cell phone crapped out, so I wasn't able to upload the pictures, so they're not on there, but I want them to be. Heard. It's <laughs> just wondering. I'm going to plug them sandwiches. Um, I want to plug uh, the Underworld Showcase. Oh. Uh, I'm hosting the Showcase of Mike at Otherworld Theater now with Skylar Higley, and it's a super good time. Nice. It's the second Saturday of every month. At the old public house. Oh. It's a dope little nerd, Mike. It's fun. It's a good time. Love Skylar. Love play. Julie. Yeah. It's nice. already good for just who you have there for producing. We should get Skylar on this, too. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. That stupid little nerd should be on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Write it down. Oh. We're coming for him. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Check that out. Check out our shows. And then follow us all on Twitter. Do you have a, you have a Twitter? I don't really. I should, it's yeah. at Julie America. You can find me on like Facebook and follow her and be like, "Hey, post more." Yeah, <laughs> I I got a favorite recently. Actually, from sign your DMs was the first Twitter action I've ever gotten. Oh, was good. somebody somebody posted? I loved seeing new comedians and then tagged me and then hashtag do the do. Hell yeah! So I was oh really God. yeah. I got my first fan mail from Hell Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna get a brand deal for Mountain Dew for real. Do the do, Julie America. <laughs> Pizza rolls and Mountain Dew would be the dream, you know? Yeah. Child I me would love it. One of, like, the dumbest slash one of my favorite things I've ever written on my Twitter account, one of the few times I've used it, is like, what if instead of the force, it was the horse? <laughs> it's really good. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go find that tweet and retweet that tonight. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as we always have for our famous sign-off. Uh, Robot Man only have one plan. Drive car fast. Drive car fast. Yeah. All right. Cut to Tracy Chapman. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. I love the fact that young Anakin couldn't be trusted with the horse. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. That's because this is a podcast. Hello, this is your district manager, Hobart. And here at NPC Inc., we stand for two things. Making a high-quality podcast called Desk and Day Jobs, and whatever it is this company does. Let's meet some of your fun co-workers. Hi, my name is Stuart D. Beacon, and I'm your half-elf IT person. Oh, hey. I'm Agnes Hellman, and I'm a tiefling accountant. Hello, I am Rube T. Camry. I am a dwarf accountant or CFO. And it's me, Matthias Maxwell. I'm one of your salespersons, and I love anime. Here at Destin Day Jobs, we play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but we've transcribed all the rules into the real world. So join us every other week for a brand new episode where four to five co-workers go on very mundane adventures so that they can avoid doing work at all costs and have as much fun as they possibly can with their Destin Day Jobs. So listen in, because we make The, the Mundane Fantastical! show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>